Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you are able to be here this morning, you are blessed. There's a whole lot of people around us that their lives is totally turned upside down. Loss of life, even a, even a small uh, child was killed in what uh, transpired uh, last night. And um, I am thankful for the blessings of God. I'm, I know some of you had difficulty getting in here, but... Um, uh, having to drive around different roads closed and everything like that, and we definitely want to be in prayer and the, for the families of the six people whose life was taken out and cut short by those bad storms uh last night um, and we definitely want to hold them up in prayer and uh and especially being at this time of the year. Uh, makes it that much worse. And also, uh, my heart is heavy. I'm grieving for the loss of a powerful man of God. Brother Denny Livingston uh, left this world. He fought a valiant fault uh, for a few years with that cancer, but you could just see him in his face and everything. Every time I caught him and seen him online saying something, he kept on, kept on, uh, fighting, kept on uh, struggling, pastoring of the church and doing podcasts and doing everything right up to the last. But uh, um, he um, he finally um, he finally left here, and uh, uh, so we want to remember uh, his wife and children in prayer. This man was a powerful man of God. He was. Uh, um, he was a musician also of extraordinary. I would say he was the best gospel pianist in Nashville, Tennessee, among all even those that's down there on Music Row and everything. I mean, he was, uh, uh, nobody was as good as him. And then their, that family and their singing, he's wrote many, wrote many of uh, good uh, gospel songs. Uh, that many groups uh, sing, and uh, so um, our heart today goes out to his family and also his church is in the Rivergate area. Uh, Point of Mercy uh, is the is the church that he he pastored, and I remember when he first came into Nashville down there on Trinity Lane, right down from us. We were very close, uh, proximity there. And um, so we just want to lift uh, all of their family and their church up up in prayer today. Amen. I want you to realize if you are here today and able to sit there upright and breathe on your own, you got something to be thankful for. <laughs> Hallelujah. Nobody in the house has got anything to complain about because uh, considering everything, God has been uh, good to us. Hallelujah. Uh, looking at our bulletins for our announcements for today, it looks like we got a birthday coming up. Sister Amber's going to have one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
and um, uh, the Christmas banquet uh, that's coming up on December the 16th at 5 o'clock. If you haven't signed uh, uh, the the sheet on the wall back there on the bulletin board that you're going to be here, this is the last time you got to do it because uh, we got to turn in a number to the those that are catering this. We're having this is being catered, and uh, if you don't sign your name up, uh, if you come, you're gonna have to sit and watch everybody else eat or bring your own hot dog. <laughs> Amen. So um, please, uh, uh, please sign that so we can get that taken. Kira, well, uh, this is an annual event we've done for many, many years, and uh, it's going to be on the 16th, and it's going to be at 5 o'clock, so everybody remember that. Now, uh, for our Bible uh, class people, all of our adults' Bible class, listen up. Next Sunday, during Sunday school, uh, all the young people at 10 o'clock, Parents, you need to make sure you got all your your children here at 10 o'clock because this is going to be their time to practice uh, for the uh, Christmas play that they're going to be putting on this year. They're going to be in here at 10 o'clock practicing, going through the practice, getting ready. Uh, The Bible class will have their teaching in the fellowship hall. We will have uh, the podium in there and uh, tables and chairs set up. And instead of y'all coming in here, uh, you will be meeting back there so uh, young people can be, they got to be up here on the stage to know where to stand and do everything they got to do. Now, the blessing about uh, you being able not to be in here, you see, we can't have any. Uh, eating or drinking in the uh, in the sanctuary, but um, there will be some um, there will be some donuts back there, and um, uh, you can have you a, a cup of coffee and eat a donut or something back there. It just will be a, a relaxed atmosphere, uh, and uh, uh, so. But donuts only, no sausage and biscuit, brother Paul. Just donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that will be uh, next. And please, parents, have, uh, have your kids here so they can uh, uh, be a part of the of the Christmas play and uh, get their parts lined up. And that's going to be next um, next Sunday. We had a tremendous time at the Rise Conference in Kentucky. It did not. Um, uh, disappoint uh, as always um, for me um, in all the years uh, that I've been in the ministry and going to different conferences and meetings everywhere uh, in my view uh, the um, uh, the best conference that uh, I, I'd ever been uh, been to and uh, was uh, because of the times, but that's is for for ministers uh, and their wives only. Rise conference tops all of them. 
Uh, well, praise the Lord. Look at here, everybody. Let's give God a praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. We prayed a special prayer for her in our prayer meeting another Wednesday night that she could get back here. It's been a while. This is so good to see Sister Deborah here with us. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, the RISE conference um, is for everybody. It's, it's not a minister's conference. And RISE stands for Restoration in Spiritual Excellence. That's what it stands for. And um, if you ever get an opportunity to attend one, you ought to do it. Um, I'm especially blessed because the RISE conference is for God has given me two or three notable healings. Uh, I'm telling you, folks, uh, it's beyond the ordinary. It's not just, it's not just everyday church. And uh, uh, you, uh, if you go and attend, uh, I guarantee you, you will leave changed. Amen. Um, it's just powerful. And I appreciate Brother Ben Baldridge and Brother Larry Flannery. They're the two men who got this going back in 2016. And... Uh, uh, it is it is spreading out. It's going back to Africa. There's going to be a rise act Africa in 2024. It'll be the second time they've gone uh, to Africa. So this is a powerful, powerful meeting. And I believe that's all of our announcements uh, that I have. I want to carry your attention to the book of Psalms this morning for our uh, devotional reading as we enter into our morning worship. Psalms chapter 84, and I'm going to begin at verse 1 and read the first four verses. And this is what it reads like. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, they will still be praising you, Salah. Hallelujah. This Psalms was written by a man who loved the house of God. He loved the courts and the tabernacles of God. Over and over as you look through Psalms, you know, he was always so happy, David was, and so thrilled. And he said, it's with joy. Hallelujah. Hey, I, I had joy when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. And so here he said, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. And that phrase right there, Lord of hosts, if you look that up in Hebrew, it means Lord of heaven's armies. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My soul longs, yes, even faints, 
for the courts of the Lord. When's the last time you thought you was going to faint if you didn't make it to the house of God? Hmm? Come on now. You see, what we do over here in the West as Americans, we take it for granted. But David never took it for granted. He counted a joy and a uh, 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 and to be in the courts of the Lord. And that last part, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. They will still be praising you. What, what's, what's, he, what's he referring to right here? Well, some of us come here today and we've had nothing but struggle and hardship and heartache the past week. Some of you I know particularly, amen, you've been through all kind of hell this past week. But you know what? Because our relationship with God, hallelujah, no matter what I've gone through, no matter what my struggle has been, I'm here today, devil, and I'm still praising my God. You ain't took my praise. You ain't took my praise. Hallelujah. I will come through this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
a broken, broken heart can be Oh! 
Last night, come on, come on, 
broken, he can heal you. strength when you've been weak and forever he will reign. My God is awesome. Yes, he's awesome. Oh, he's awesome. Yes, he's awesome. My God is awesome.
Provider, provider, 
Savior, my Savior. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you want to and you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, G. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew, my Lord, my Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We got some folks around here getting a good drink of the Holy Ghost this morning. Best part about it, there won't be no hangover tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister back there, she got so drunk, weaving around. My Lord, God's good, and all the time, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise. What we've had this morning is what Brother Baldridge said was a divine interruption. Hallelujah, divine interruption. Hallelujah. Woo! My Lord, my Lord, how the Spirit of God is flowing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, glory. Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. Mm. 
She don't act at all like that quiet lady to come in here a few months back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise the mighty name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to step over to the keyboard. And if you um, got an offering today, I'm going to ask you to bring it and just march around and uh, put your money in the plate. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is a powerful service today. Let's thank God for what he's doing. Father, we come right now. We thank you and we praise you for your power, your mercy, and your love. Thank you, God, for those hearts you're touching, those souls that you're filling. Bless the offering today as we receive it, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everybody say, God bless you today. I 
prayed and Jesus and he gladly said me some praise right now. Thank you, Lord. I am going to turn the service over to uh, Ronnie right now. I don't know what he feels in his spirit. He can dismiss the children's church or whatever he feels like doing. Amen. Just give the Lord a hand clap while he comes.
soon in this day and hour we live in. And I don't feel like we should cut him short uh, uh, today. I don't. I just I feel in my spirit to to try and share with you what he has given to me. Hallelujah. So praise the name of. Let's go to the book of Psalm chapter forty six. We're going to read two verses. Psalm forty six. We're going to read one, and then we're going to read skip down to verse ten. Psalms 46, beginning at verse 1, and then we will read verse 10. Begins reading like this is God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but I feel like the service has just transpired on to where this word just fits right in. Just, just that verse right there. Be still and know that I am God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence and your word. I thank you for your anointing, Lord. And right now, Lord, use me as you see fit to bring forth the word that you have given today. Let every ear hear, let every heart be open and softened to what you have for us today. We give you praise and glory for all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everybody say, Amen. you can be seated. I want to talk to you just briefly on the subject, be still and know that I am God. Just like the verse said, be still and know that I am God. We are in this holiday season. And it's supposed to be a joyous time, a happy time. And it, it is that. I mean, you, there's joy uh, in the air until you get to the stores and you, and you fight the crowds and people. But, you know, Christmas time is a joyful time. But the mo the, there is no joy without the representation and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And realizing it's because of Him that Christmas even exists. It's His birthday that uh, that we're celebrating, you know, that his birth is what we're celebrating, whether it's on the 25th or not, it's his birth. And so we get so caught up in things that's got to be done, whether it be dinners and uh, for the family, whether it be gift buying, and we get so caught up. And not only that, we get caught up with the thoughts in, in our minds and the things of our heart that are not so joyous. You know, to be honest, that loved ones aren't with us this year that maybe weren't with us last year. Maybe times are harder this year than they was last year. And so our thoughts and our minds get tied up on different things. And we can easily become to, to begin to be down and depressed instead of being joyful and thinking of the things of God. And God says today, be still and know that I'm God. And he gave me this word to give each and every one of you that's listening today, those who are watching on live stream, be still and know that he is God. He is your God. He has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you, nor will he do that. He is here to lift you up today. There are many who have been lifted up already this afternoon. But he is here to lift each and every one up this afternoon. Most of this psalm is written in third person with the exception of when we get down to verse 10, it's like God steps in and speaks in first person. And this word, be still, in a Hebrew, it's rapha. 
in the Hebrew translation is rapha, and it means to slacken, let down, or cease, to stop, to just be calm a minute. Be calm a minute, to stop. This passage of Scripture here in Psalm 46 is referring to battle time when they would be fighting in battle. And God said, stop, be still, and know that I'm Lord. I will be exalted among the nations. There's no other God before me. Nobody's going to get the credit and glory in the battle. It's going to be me. But be still. Stop what you're doing. Otherwise, I believe the warning is you won't have the refuge and peace that you're seeking. So be still and know that God is on the scene. Be still and know that God is on your side. Be still and know and recognize His place in your life. Hallelujah. I don't care what you're going through, what your circumstance is, what the situation is. Be still and know that God is on the scene. Hallelujah. He is your God. He is your God. There's a reason that He wants you know and understand this today because He understands and knows our thoughts and our heart and our intent. He realizes that when we get to thinking and contemplating over things of the past, that it quickly just brings us down and brings us out and we lose sight of Him. We lose sight of what His plan is in our life. We lose sight of what we should be celebrating in Jesus Christ. So we need to take the time today and be still and know that He is still God. Hallelujah. He is still God. He has always been there with you. He has never left you. Even those loneliest times, those darkest hours, when you were crying your hardest, when you, when you were begging and pleading, and you felt like it was a wall right here, just like the ceiling is right here, you can't go through it. You felt your prayers wasn't going. You felt there was no way that God was hearing you, but He heard you, and He says, Be still today and know that I am your God. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise His name. You think you wasn't heard. You, you felt the weight and the burden so much. And you run every negative circumstance, situation. You run the worst case scenario every way imaginable from, from the very worst before you ever started thinking about all the positives in Jesus Christ. Ain't, ain't that the way we do? We're, we're just human beings. We, do, we think the negative first. Every time something happens, a loved one passes in our life, how am I going to go on? How am I going to make it? It automatically starts to the negative. It, we automatically run in all the scenarios. There's no way I'm going to make it. We run the negatives to the hilt. Someone hear the, the word of the Lord today. Jesus is saying, be still and know that I am your God in your situation. I have not left you. Hallelujah. Woo, praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to try to run on here if I can. Now, we as Christians, we need, to, we need to realize and understand that sometimes it's time for us to just be still and be quiet and stop all the frantic thoughts, stop all the frantic situations and drama that's going on with our lives, and we need to be still and listen for the word of the Lord. We need to be listening for His voice. Hallelujah. How many times a day do we do that? If any. 
How many times do we just stop and be still, even when we get a bad word of some sort, or if we get we receive some kind of bad either news or information, do we automatically just start thinking the worst? But do we ever just stop and take the time to just be still and listen for the word of the Lord? These frantic thoughts run rampant in our mind. And we've got, we can overcome those. We can overcome those thoughts through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. There is a situation that I was uh, brought to my attention in the book of Luke. Let's go to Luke 10. Hallelujah. Jesus went to a couple ladies' house named Mary and Martha. And Luke 10, beginning in verse 38, we're going to look at that real quick. It says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she had approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Let's hold off right there. So here we are. Get this picture. Jesus goes to Mary and Martha's house, and Jesus is teaching. He's talking to everyone in the house. Martha is busy with everything, the frantic thoughts of serving and taking care of everybody. Mary, somehow or another, she was listening to Jesus. And in her process of listening to him, even with all the frantic stuff going on, she may have been helping to start with, but in a process of listening to Jesus, she found herself at his feet. She found herself at his feet listening to her. Martha gets so upset, she, walks, she goes and interrupts Jesus. She just goes and interrupts him and says, Jesus, can't you tell her to help me? You see what all I'm doing? She needs to be helping me. And look what Jesus tells her in verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Is anybody here worried and troubled about many things today? It's natural. There's a lot of situations, a lot of things going on in our lives. What, that many things that trouble us. But verse 42, Jesus' words goes on to say, But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Jesus says, be still and know I'm your God. In these frantic times that we live in. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what we think needs to transpire. It doesn't matter what we think needs to take place. We need to choose the good part in Him. Oh, hallelujah. We need to be still and know that He is still God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy. I want to give you two, two areas that we can do if we do these things and it will help us greatly in our walk. It will help us greatly in our life to help us to be still and know that Jesus is still God in our life. Number one, we need to have a constant prayer life. Something that a constant, continuing prayer life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We need that daily in our lives. And we need to start every day with prayer, just like Jesus did. Jesus started his day. Scripture lets us know many times early in the day 
Before his day began and he started going through his teaching and his ministry, he began in prayer. He got, he got himself away and prayed in the quietness where he can, he can receive strength from his heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is a man on this earth. When he walked this earth, he went, he went through the struggles, the same as we go through the struggles. Plus, being the Son of God, once it began to get around and, and, and the word of mouth began to, that he was removing, uh, casting demons out of people, turning water into wine, feeding thousands of people, there was a draw that was coming to him. And so the, all this was a drain on him. How many, you remember when he, the, the woman with the issue of blood, he felt the virtue of power go out of him. That, that, that is an area where he felt that, even though he was a son of God, he felt that as a man too. He, he understood that. So he spent time in prayer, and we need to spend time in prayer every single day. Before we go off to work, before we go off to school, we need to be in prayer with Him because only He knows what we're going to face. Only He knows the individuals we're going to come against. Only He knows that car accident that He's going to protect us from when we call on His name. Only He knows that He is still God in your life. You should know it too, to be still and, li and know that He is God in your life. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Matthew 6 and 6, what does it say? When Jesus... He's talking about you when you pray, the words of Jesus here. Go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in a secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Go in your secret place and pray. Make time to get away from the frantic, chaotic time in your life to go and pray. Don't, you know, you can talk to Jesus anytime, you know. If, you, uh, if you're working on a car in the garage and you got the radio playing and you got YouTube showing you how to change a starter or you're in, the, you know, may, maybe you're at, uh, on a job somewhere and you're talking to God while you're doing your computer work or maybe uh, uh, you're in the kitchen preparing a meal for that evening and you've got, you know, uh, Chevy Chase's Christmas vacation on the TV and, and, and you got, you know, the... Uh, the kids or grandkids come around, you got the cats meowing and the dogs barking, and you're talking to Jesus. But sometimes we need to remove all that noise and all that chaos. And we need to get we need to get just one and one with Jesus in our lives. Where where we shut all that other aside, we put it all aside. Hallelujah. And it's just you and Jesus. It's just you and him. He desires that with you today. He came to this earth. He was born so he could have that with you. He sent the promise that he, that he guaranteed that Holy Spirit to us so that we could have that communion with him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We need that quiet time with him. We need to be in prayer with him. And I do believe that it's just important to do it in the morning before we get our day going. I believe it's just, that's, the mo that's the most important time. You know, so many people, they rush, they get up as late as they can. I, got, I work with a guy, he tells me he hit the snooze button four or five times, trying to get that next seven minutes, that next seven minutes, that next seven minutes. Then next thing you know, he ain't got time to get up, barely got time to get ready, and definitely ain't got no time to eat, and you got, you know, 55 minutes of traffic in Nashville. Where are you coming from? No, we can't be like that. We need, to be, we need to be wiser than that. We need to take the time. We need to value our time with Jesus. 
and acknowledging Him in our life, being still and acknowledging that He is still in our lives. And He's going to make ways for us. These, uh, these situations that come about and this heartache that we have and this hurt that we have that we're going through, when we spend time in prayer with Him, He's going to open doors for us. He's going to give us a peace that passes understanding. And before you know it, you don't win another day and you ain't thought about that negativity. Woo, hallelujah. How many of you would love to go a full day without any thoughts of negativity? Hallelujah. The Lord, the Lord just put it in my spirit, so I'm going to say it this time of year. It's a time of year than, than not like any other when so many human beings think about taking their own lives. They think that times are so hard and so tough that life is not worth living that they just think about taking their own lives. It's a fact. It's a truth anyhow. But if we spend time every day in that quiet place with Jesus, those thoughts will be cast away from us. Because he's going he's going to put within us a renewed spirit, a right spirit within us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Also, besides a prayer life, we need to be studying the Word of God. We need to be studying the Word of God. That's what's going to help us to be still and know that He's still God in our lives. Let's let's look at, at uh, Matthew chapter 4, and we're just going to read three verses there. Four, four, seven, and ten. I'm going to shorten it up. Let's run through them real quick. But he answered and said, it is written, remember that, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's go to the next one. Jesus said to him, it is written, again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Hallelujah. And the final one, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You probably recognize that by now. That was a temptation of Jesus Christ when the devil was tempting Him. And every time, every time He told the devil, it is written. It is written. Does that not make it so real and important to you that you need to be studying the Word of God? You need to be studying the Word? Hallelujah. That's what's going to help you to be still and realize that Jesus is still God in your life. We've got to be in the Word. This Word is what's going to overcome every battle, every situation in our lives. Because it's going to bring it to your memory. The more you study it, the more you give in, the, you, the, the next thing you know, you're not going to have to call pastor and say, Pastor, give me a scripture or verse for this situation. It's going to be there in your mind. It's going to be there in your mind. Hallelujah. Not that he's not needed. We're not trying to say that pastor's not needed. But we need to be studying ourselves so that it'll be right there instantaneous. Hallelujah. 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 Let's go to Hebrews 4 and 12, the last scripture I have for you this afternoon. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And that struck me hard when I got down to, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What are you saying? The word of God. The Word of God, hallelujah, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. Every situation we go through, every circumstance in our lives, if we spend time in prayer, 
each and every day, if we stay in the Word of God, reading His Word, then Jesus is going to bring us through. That allows us to be still and know that He is God in our lives. In all of these circumstances and situations, we'll just have to go by the wayside. You know, I'll just share with you this in closing. Uh, at my job, I feel like, I've, I've made the comment before that I feel like that I have a tractor uh, tracks, tire tracks all over my back. <laughs> If, you, if I could turn around, you'd just see 18-wheeler wheels all over my back or tire tracks all over my back. I made that comment. What, what are you talking about? Well, it's just this. My truck is governed to 65 mile an hour, and on a good day, I'm probably doing 64 and a half. I'm not even doing 65. And so it feels to me like when I'm at work and I'm driving, I'm going up and down the road, I have to let a whole lot of things just go over. I, road rage, although I'm not going to deny it, <laughs> I get irritated and frustrated, but I have to let a lot of that stuff go because I feel I, I have no power, no control over what I cannot do. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have no, so I feel like I just let people run over me all day long. You know, and, and the things that people do, they upset you, they get you aggravated, they get you upset, but at the same time, I cannot focus on that. I have to be still. I have to recognize God is in my life, and I have to just start meditating on the word of scripture that I've read. I have to just start talking to him. I've already prayed with him if I'm doing what I'm preaching. I've already prayed with him that morning. Come on, somebody. And so I, I, maybe I get to singing a song or something. Next thing you know, I'm getting cut off left and right. It's not, it's not upsetting me. Uh, and if it happens one day a week, it happens every day of the week where somebody passes me up and right at the exit, they just cut right over in front of me like I can stop on a dime. It happens every day. But things like that, you learn to, to push all aside. You think, oh, that's nothing. That's, that's no big deal. What about the, these other situations? I believe and know in my heart and, know, and have enough faith and trust in Jesus Christ that every situation and circumstance in our life it can, it can be as calm and gentle as possible when we be still and acknowledge Him in our lives. You know, in the Old Testament days, they didn't want to acknowledge God in their, in their lives sometimes. They would go to other nations or countries to help them out and make alliances with them. And that was against God. You're not to go with other nations and countries and, make, and go to Egypt and make an alliance. You're not to do that. I, you know, one thing I thought about this country, this nation that we live in, I know that it's the greatest country that ever was because of the freedoms that we think it has, but it was because of its foundation that they put God first. They, and they didn't create alliances around the world. They put their faith in Jesus Christ. They put their trust in Him. They started procedures before the Constitution was written up. They, be, they spent time in prayer. They went to the Lord. They, put, they made an alliance with Him. Come on, somebody. And that's why we're so blessed as a nation. But we all understand now, know that we're so far going the other direction. We don't put God first in, in our country's life anymore. We don't go to Him first and, well, I won't say anything about that. I was going to say they, you know, they start sessions up there with prayer, but, you know, bless their heart. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but we as a nation need to put Jesus Christ first place in our life again. If we do that, our land will be healed. It will be a blessing to this country if we put Jesus Christ first. But if we don't, we're going to continue to go by the wayside. And there, there is, there's tragedy coming. There's heartache coming for this land. There's lives that's going to be affected 
but because of the decision that the United States of America has made to shove God aside. And we better, especially as Christians, and into the kingdom of God, we better keep Jesus Christ's first place in our lives and draw as many people in this coming year, draw as many people into the kingdom of God as possible because the Lord's plan will come to pass. This, this, heaven, this earth is going away. There's a new heaven and a new earth that he went to prepare us a place. And I'm looking forward to that today, aren't you? Hallelujah. Let's stand this afternoon. Hallelujah as they come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate your, your time giving me. I, I really felt like that, um, that the Lord wanted me to uh, share that with you. Please take this with you today to be still and know that I am still God in your life. Hallelujah. And if you need a prayer for anything this afternoon, we are not going to dismiss and leave until we pray with each and every one who, who wants prayer today. So as they play, if you want to come, we will pray with you. Hallelujah. Well, a woman tried to physician, but grew worse so to Jesus. She you but I'm like this second verse right here cause I was bound when I knelt at that old altar but I knew Jesus could mean my
Clap your hands to the probably go to work tomorrow speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. I know I know people when God filled them with the Holy Ghost they couldn't speak in English for days. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Sister Tina, you can't take her anywhere, can you? <laughs> Wow, that's all I can say about this. Yes, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Hey. If you haven't noticed, now I know so far it's it's only it's only a handful of us that's been doing it, but our church service has been transformed since we've been praying first. Amen. It works. It works. Amen. Brother uh, Brother Baldish told me uh, 
the last day after the conference up there, he said, you know what? He said, um, my worship team, my music players, if they don't pray before service, they don't get on the platform. He said, because I have, he said, I've been in this long enough to know that it takes that for the Spirit of God to move openly and freely. Hallelujah. Amen. So you're right, brother. You're right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I appreciate everybody that's been here and you've been, and, and Ronnie, let me tell you something. Uh, give you some uh, admonition right here. Don't ever apologize for speaking the Word of God. I know you maybe had thoughts in your mind uh, that, well, you know, the way the service went and people's ready to, that word like is like you said that was needed, and God was speaking to some people today. Listen, God is telling. God said, "I'm your refuge, so just be still and know that I'm God." Hallelujah. So, if you, as long as you know in your heart and feel that God's got a word, don't worry about cutting it short. Hallelujah. See, that's one reason why we we got in a period for a long time that couldn't get everything. We got to follow the flow of the Spirit. Amen. And that word was right fit for this, and I appreciate that word. Remember, remember Wednesday night, Bible study, 7 o'clock, hallelujah. Let's thank God for this powerful service. Father, we come today, we thank you and praise you for what you have done here, Lord. Man has not done this, but you have done it. We thank you and we praise you. And I'm asking God that you will bless everybody as they leave here, keep everybody safe on the road. Keep us, Lord, till it's time uh, to return again. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, God bless you. We love you in the Lord.